What a way to end the regular season. What a performance by Jalen Anderson and what a win by the Mountaineers on Saturday. You are listening to the Golden Blue Nation podcast brought to you as always by Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers, your WVLawFirm.com. Ryan Decker here in Morgantown, Sam Coniglio joining us from New York for today's episode of the Golden Blue Nation podcast. Sam, uh, I hope you are enjoying your Thanksgiving holiday, especially after what we just saw today. Ryan, that was a, that was a pretty good uh, way to spend a Saturday afternoon. Um, who needs Michigan, Ohio State when you have West Virginia playing Oklahoma State, ending the season on a big win um, and, and 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 a positive one too. Um, first time in three, for, for, excuse me, three out of four years under Neil Brown, WVU has ended the season in a win. So, you know, the the, the program has that going for us. Yeah, really. I mean, who needs the game when you've got WVU, Oklahoma State, and a rainy, rainy day there in Stillwater, especially with the way the game between Michigan and Oklahoma, or I'm sorry, Ohio State turned out. Who needs that when you've got some Big 12 action? So let's get into it. WVU wins on the road at Oklahoma State. It's the first win over the Cowboys since 2014, the first road win over Oklahoma State since that same season, and just the third win over Mike Gundy's group since joining the Big 12 for West Virginia. Sam, before we kind of get into a recap of this game, uh, obviously the opportunity was there for WVU, and this team took advantage of the opportunity in a big way on Saturday. Sure. Uh, the 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 run game was really moving. Uh, a lot of new faces. Talk about opportunity. A lot of new faces forced to step up in this one. You mentioned Jalen Anderson. Uh, Garrett Green got his second start, but then uh, Nico Markiel eventually got the call. So we, not the usual suspects, but they all really stepped up to, to, to seal the season with a win. Yeah, so uh, one of the factors in this game was Garrett Green going down there early in the second half. We'll get to that in a second. But WVU took an early 7-0 lead in the first quarter, thanks in part to Garrett Green. He had a touchdown run, and that was pretty much all of the offense from WVU in the first half, though, was that Garrett Green touchdown run. Oklahoma State led 10-7 at the half, and then the, really the pivotal moment, at least to me, in this game was in the early in the third quarter. Garrett Green, he gets injured on a run play up the middle, ends up getting hit on a head-to-head play. Sam, some thought that was targeting. Initially, I thought it was targeting, but I think after review, it's one of those plays where Garrett lowered his head, the defender lowers his head, and just kind of, unfortunately, wrong place, wrong time, I think, for both players, but especially Garrett Green. Targeting has been a a recurring theme in this season for WVU. It's just such a hard call to make. Sometimes it's pretty clear-cut, as we've seen throughout the season, but, yeah, that one... Uh, against Garrett Green or, or on Garrett Green, I should say, was definitely a tough one to make a call for. Um, but uh, unfortunate for Garrett that he had to exit the game. Definitely did not look like a, like an easy hit to take. Yeah, that's for sure. And uh, Garrett Green did not return to the ball game after that. So in comes Nico Markiel, who did play one series in the first half. It was interesting how we saw Nico for one drive. They went three and out, and then it was Garrett Green the rest of the way until he gets injured. Nico comes in, and after that point, WVU really dedicated itself to the run, and especially with Jalen Anderson leading the way. Anderson, he, he went off in the second half, rushing touchdowns of 54 and 57 yards on back-to-back drives for Jalen Anderson. His first First and second touchdowns of his collegiate career on the ground. WVU leads 21 to 10 in the third quarter. Oklahoma State, they came back with nine points in a row, but failed on a two-point conversion right there at the end of the third quarter that would have tied it. Sam, I, I know obviously in that position, Mike Gundy looking to go for two to tie the game at 21. 
did you like the call and the gamble there to go for the point or go for the tie instead of taking the easy point that you know would have gotten you back within one? Or, or is that much of a difference? No, I, I think you got to go for two there. Um, you, you definitely have to go for two there because you take the points. At, at, at really, I mean, even if WVU kicks that, doesn't kick the field goal, you know, at the end, um, it's still a two-point game. It's a one-point game, regardless if you kick the field goal or if you go for two and fail. Um, it's it, it doesn't affect the game if you if if you kick that extra point. So yeah, you definitely got to go for two there. It was just a um, questionable play call by Mike Gundy, which we saw a lot of those in, in the second half. But I, I, I'm no football coach. Yeah, I, I was going to say definitely there in the second half, and especially after Jalen Anderson's second touchdown run, really on both sides, just some uh, interesting and, and really questionable play calling there on, on both sides, but especially there by Oklahoma State, maybe on that two-point conversion, the play call itself, and then late in the fourth quarter with Oklahoma State still within striking distance, down by five, WVU's defense gets back-to-back stops on fourth down, and Sam especially the, the one drive that Oklahoma State had where they just constantly took shot after shot downfield, Malachi Ruffin comes up big after he had a, a boneheaded play there earlier in the game. Again, play calling when Oklahoma State had time, really questionable by Oklahoma State as to why to keep going deep when, when they had time to just kind of go underneath and, and try to take some time off the clock of their own benefit. It was really interesting, especially because they had three timeouts. Yeah. They had three timeouts, and they only used two of them, mostly because they, the ball kept hitting the ground. Um, you know, you don't need to use a timeout on the clock stops. So, uh, yeah, definitely questionable. But like you said, they were going at Malachi Ruffin. They must have seen something that, that in film or during the game that they thought they had a matchup they could exploit. Credit to Malachi. Uh, he came back after a rough first half, and, Really, really stepped up big. I, I, I believe he had a PBU in one of those passes, and mm-hmm. um, you know, well, yeah, well, he, yeah, he did with that uh, pass interference that got picked up. That was that was a that was a huge play because that could have been a, a touchdown if he didn't come up big. And um, again, they kept throwing at him, and, and he didn't he didn't quit. Yeah, Malachi Ruffin had the pick six last week, uh, had a couple of really big plays there at the end of the game today, and uh, West Virginia holds on to win 24-19, to again, ending that seven-game losing streak against Oklahoma State. Not really the type of game that I think a lot of us envisioned this game becoming, mainly because of the rain that, that fell you know, all game, and especially there in the second half where this game kind of became a ground game for both clubs. But West Virginia gets the win, ending its season on a high note. And uh, that was one of the things that Neil Brown referenced after the game. Here are some of his comments after the game, after a big win by his club in the regular season finale here over Oklahoma State. All right, Street Busters today, um, that was kind of the, uh, the motivation this week is what we talked about. Really, really, two things is is finishing and finishing well it says a lot about who you are um, collectively, but more importantly, it, it it speaks to who you are as a man. And every time you have an opportunity to, to suit up and play, it's part of your resume, and you should never waste one of those. And uh, our guys definitely didn't today. You know, I thought played extremely hard, played physical, um, in in about as bad a condition as you can play in. Um, but talk about streak busters, been since 2014 since West Virginia had beaten Oklahoma State way too long. And then I think we broke a 14-game home winning streak. And there's been a lot of good football teams that have came in here and haven't been able to get it done and sit in this uh, media room 
and, and we were the team that got it done. And so um, proud of our staff, proud of our players. Again, I think it says a lot about not only the players, but the staff, you know, I think is, is finishing. And, and it hadn't been the year we wanted. Um, it's not the, really the time to reflect. You know, we'll talk about, we'll do something post postseason and kind of reflect and talk about that. But today is about uh, this win and, and coming on the road to do it. Uh, I thought we persevered. There he is, head coach Neil Brown following West Virginia's 24-19 win over Oklahoma State Saturday in the regular season finale there in Stillwater in a rain-soaked game at Oklahoma State. You're listening to the Golden Blue Nation podcast, and we're going to step aside real quick to bring you a word from our sponsor before we come back to put a bow on this game and possibly this season for the Mountaineers. Stay with us here on the Golden Blue Nation podcast. Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers. Unexpected hurdle? Pritt and Spano. Unseen circumstance? Pritt and Spano. Personal injury, criminal law, flash wills, family law. You need a firm that will be with you through it all. Pritt and Spano. Their passionate team will employ their resources and unique perspectives to deliver the most effective representation. When you find yourself in need, turn to those who will fight for you. Pritt and Spano. West Virginia's lawyers. Find them at yourwvlawfirm.com. Back here on the Golden Blue Nation podcast, Ryan Decker, Sam Coniglio, recapping West Virginia's 24-19 win over Oklahoma State in the regular season finale of WVU's college football season. Of course, Oklahoma State, they have one more game left to play. They will be going bowling, but WVU, one of two teams in the Big 12, not participating in the postseason this year. Sam, uh, we'll get into some of the context of this game here in a little bit, but to put you on the spot here, I guess, if you had to pick a player of the game in the regular season finale, are you going with anyone other than Jalen Anderson? No, I, I'm not I'm not going with anybody except Jalen Anderson. That, that guy, I mean, not only did he score his first career touchdown, but it was over 50 yards, then he did it again on the next drive, or did it shortly thereafter. Um, yeah, that, that, that kid was running hard. Um, he was a tough, tough guy to bring down, and and in a game where the passing, the passing attack was really taken away, or at least affected on both sides. I mean, you could see the receivers were taking their gloves off. There was an obvious effect on the passing game. It's it's good to have a running back that you can, you know, that, that that's reliable. And really, this was his first taste of college football in an extended period, and he he stepped up to the challenge. So that's that's not only encouraging for today's purposes but for the future yep you're exactly right and neil brown earlier this week he gave chad scott in his room a nice shout out in the midweek uh you know kind of mentioning how hard they had worked and also the offensive line as well but really a nice performance by jalen anderson 15 carries 155 yards his first two rushing touchdowns of what appears to be again a bright collegiate career for jalen anderson you look at the future of this running back room if everyone's able to a come back healthy and b come back in general uh you know with what could be an interesting offseason for wvu Really, that's a talented running back room there that WVU has. West Virginia's offense as a whole, 250 rushing yards in this game, averaged 6.1 yards per carry. That's a great number for WVU. Again, we, a lot of people thought this game was going to turn into a passing attack game on both sides. Didn't become that at all as West Virginia, excuse me, West Virginia passes for just 77 yards in this game. Sam, it's the first win while throwing for less than 100 yards since October 11th, 2008 versus the Q's. A little win over your New York squad. How about that? That's interesting. I'm not really surprised. That was a, that was a dark period for Syracuse football. 
Yeah, that was the post, uh, I was going to say post-McNab years, but that, that was a lot of post-McNab years there, 2008. But uh, anyways, Oklahoma State's offense combined 8 of 24 on third and fourth downs. Uh, th that was my key to the game on Mountaineer game day today was West Virginia being better on third and fourth down than they were. West Virginia was uh, perfect on fourth down opportunity, or I'm sorry, one for two on fourth down opportunities. Oklahoma State shut out on fourth down opportunities in this game. It, Sam, anything else stick out to you stat-wise in this game or trend or anything like that in this game, the regular season finale for WVU? Uh, really just a trend was how well WVU was able to run the ball um, this whole season, right, with, with a lot of uh, really a, a, a piecemeal running back room and a, and a, and a, a, a damaged offensive line. Throughout the season, you didn't see the same five guys on the offensive line. You didn't see the same two guys in the backfield every single time. And as the season kind of moved on, you know, the last two weeks, Garrett Green kind of got into the mix. So the fact that WVU was able to really consistently run the ball pretty well, obviously a lot of room for improvement, as we can see with the final uh, season record. But the fact that 250 rushing yards, um, that's, that's still pretty impressive and and. Like I said earlier, when, when your passing game is taken away, forced to rely on a rushing attack, you're able to muster 250 yards and three touchdowns. That's that's pretty solid. What, and I'm going to give a shout-out, too, I guess, to really the entire WVU defense here. What they did today, again, it, it was a rainy game, so you, the offense was kind of limited on what they could do for Oklahoma State. But really, w West Virginia's defense played well, especially in the big moments. And WVU uh, picked up, I believe it was four sacks and seven tackles for loss in this game. Uh, yes, seven tackles for loss and also six pass breakups. Uh, again, there were a couple of miscues that allowed some big plays in this game by the WVU defense, but when the defense needed to step up, West Virginia's defense really did. It was a nice way to round out the season for Jordan Leslie's group, uh, who has struggled at times this year to do that, to step up. Yeah, and let's give a quick shout-out to Dante Stills. He won't necessarily wow in the box for today, but he had a, an incredibly clutch fumble recovery in the fourth quarter. I believe that led to the field goal that sealed the game for Casey Legg. Um, you know, putting the ball on an incredible WVU career for Dante. Only had, let me see here. He only had one tackle the whole game with two hurries. Recovered that fumble. Also, quick, you know, quick look at Lee Kuba. Probably had the game of his WVU career: thirteen yep. tackles, seven solo stops, and a sack and a half. Um, the guy was flying all over the field and really, really uh, gave some trouble to uh, to the Cowboys. Yeah, Lee Kuba had a nice game on the defensive end. Just Sear Cox, I know especially early, had a couple of really nice plays as well. He's been a guy that's been flying all over the field here the last couple of weeks. It's been great to see him really kind of come into his own here at WVU after a nice career at North Dakota State. But, all right, Sam, so let's put some context onto this game here. Now, West Virginia ends the regular season 5-7. and seven. It's the third losing season under head coach Neil Brown, but obviously – like West Virginia has done under Neil Brown in three of its four seasons, they've won in this in the last game of the season, and it, you know potential. It's a springboard into a good season upcoming for WVU. At least that's what I'm sure the program is hoping for. Yeah, like you said, a lot of a lot of young, big faces in this team. Uh, Jalen Anderson had had a very promising performance today. Nico Marchiole got a lot of um, a lot of time. His first significant meaningful snaps. Garrett Green is. Played quite a bit over the last couple of years, or last couple of games, excuse me. Um, so, 
yeah, ending the season on on a on a win is is really all you can ask for at this point, and and hopefully that that just kind of brightens the mood heading into 2023 because next week one's not going to be easy. We're heading to Happy Valley to play Penn State, so let's let's get a little bit a bit of momentum if I'm, if I'm a WVU player. Yeah, the rivalries continue next year for WVU with Backyard Brawl and a trip to Penn State as well. But, you know, looking at the very near future here, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in Morgantown over the next couple of weeks as the search for the next athletic director looms on. Uh, I know some are maybe pontificating that we could hear about that, uh, the result of that search coming up in the next couple of days. I haven't received any official word on that, but you know, some are expecting, again, that three to four week timeline that WVU set. It's now looking on uh, week two of that search. So that's coming up. National Signing Day is coming up on December 21st. And Sam, you know, they've referenced this uh, during the broadcast of the game as well. The uncertainty of Neil Brown's future with the program. Great win, a great feather in his cap uh, moving forward, and we'll see what happens uh, You know, the rest of the way. Again, that the AD uh, search independent of Neil Brown's uh, future, at least according to interim AD Rob Alsop. Yeah, all we know right now, obviously, the fact of the matter is Neil Brown is the head coach until the end of the season. But let's, let's look into his shoes for a second here. I mean, there, there's no doubt he's been hearing this noise. Noise has been really going on for for a while now, um, and like you said, we, we were watching the same ESPN broadcast. It's it's impossible to ignore the the outside noise um, if you're part of this team. I'm pretty sure the commentators even asked Neil about the the status of his job, which is uh, you know questionable, I, I guess. But um, it's 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 good. It's got to be a good feeling to just fight through that that distraction and, and, and the season on one. Yeah, it's what Neil Brown was asking of his team for, you know, much of this season was to ignore the outside noise, and especially here the last couple of weeks, it looks like WVU players did that, you know, that big one over Oklahoma just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it, an up-and-down performance against K-State, you can say, that that was a game that at times it looked like WVU could have gotten right back in and, and potentially won. Ended up not going that way, obviously, and ended up becoming a little bit of a um, lopsided victory there for the Wildcats in Morgantown last week. But then to go on the road this week and beat an Oklahoma State squad that obviously was playing uh, with bowl aspirations and things like that, West Virginia has played well towards the end of the season. And it's funny, Sam, if you look at this year, West Virginia defeated Virginia Tech on the road. You beat a good Baylor team here at home. You nearly knocked off TCU, which is having an undefeated season. You beat Oklahoma for the first time. You end a seven-game winning streak, uh, or losing streak, I should say, against Oklahoma State. Those couple of bullet points, you think, man, what a great season for WVU. Win-loss-wise didn't turn out that way, but it's been an interesting ride here over this 13-14 week season here for the Mountaineers. Coach Brown has said it. It's been a roller coaster, an absolute roller coaster. <laughs> like you said about TCU, WVU was honestly just a couple snaps away from knocking them out of the playoff. Um, and TCU is going to jump up to number three most likely uh, today, um, or maybe number two even. But uh, that's that's highly unlikely, depending on what we see in the college football playoff ranking. But right now they're in the playoff. WVU was that close to to uh, knocking them out of it, and. Like you said, beating Oklahoma, Virginia Tech, Oklahoma State, you would think it would be a, a, a 
a very happy season for in Morgantown, but you know, unfortunately, the Mountaineers are not going bowling. Yep, certainly some bright spots in the season, but like you said, not going bowling are the Mountaineers. They will uh, be at home the rest of December, and then it's you know kind of back in the lab after that, seeing what West Virginia can do to build off of a great end of the season to go into next season in 2023. That regular season will be here before we know it. Again, like you said, getting started at Happy Valley. But that'll do it for us here in Morgantown and in New York in Sam's case as he wraps up his Thanksgiving holiday there in his hometown. But make sure to stick with us at Golden Blue Nation com and as always on the free Golden Blue Nation app and if you haven't already make sure to subscribe to the Golden Blue Nation podcast we'll be updating you on various things throughout the year as basketball is in full swing baseball will be getting going in really just a couple of months and uh, you never know what else is going to happen here in the University City for Sam Caniglio I'm Ryan Decker this has been the Golden Blue Nation podcast brought to you by Pritt and Spano West Virginia's lawyers your WVLawFirm.com.